You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Aren't we all just swamped with spiritual self-help, fix this, mental health, nervous system, synchronicity, twin flame? It's beautiful that we have such easy access to so many healing modalities, holistic, spiritual, religious, physical, you name it. It's out there on TikTok. But it's overwhelming, right? And I really, I'm always going to be a spiritual person. I will always look for spirit animals. I will always use my oracle cards. I will always smile when I see a synchronicity such as a feather or a repeating number. But I'm in this phase of where I'm, I'm clamming up. And I'm going to keep that practice to myself. Because I think when it's open and I pretend like I'm just the guru of it all. It, it becomes tainted for both myself and the people listening. It's, I don't know, there, there's a time and a place for it. And we need teachers of it because that's how I learned it. Shout out to sacred scribes. What is that called? Whenever you Google, what does two, two, two? Joanne. Joanne sacred scribes, you know? Like she's probably not considering herself a spiritual teacher, but she played such a role in my spiritual journey. But if I had to tell you guys, because I know I'm a storyteller. I'm not a coach. I'm not a guru. I'm not a mentor. I'm a storyteller who just has a really deep thirst for psychology. (laughs) But if I had to just summarize up all of the healing tools that I have experienced in my personal life, professional life, and give you my opinion, again, this is an opinion, not a fact, the best astrology tool <laughs> the best tool you can use is astrology it's the stars and the moon those things are in the sky and they don't leave and what is the root of most of our stress in our life let's say tumultuous relationships friendships marriages partnerships coworkers family mom and dad and siblings that's the sweet spot. But what is it all rooted in? Misunderstanding. We misunderstand each other, therefore we treat each other poorly or we allow someone to treat us poorly because we're not understanding them. Astrology is giving you the blueprint to somebody. And obviously we can't architect everyone's personality and soul because everyone's so different and has their own fingerprint. But if we get a manual to how this child we have operates, if we have a manual to understand, wait, this is how my mother was manufactured back in the day, and this is why she behaves the way she does. Through a birth chart, you clear up so many misunderstandings with people. Or you just accept people for who they are because it's written in their blueprint, their birth chart, and you let them go realizing, wow, my birth chart and your birth chart, it's like mixing oil and water here. Can you guys hear me burp? Of course I got to drink kombucha when I talk to you. What would a podcast episode of Lightworkers Lounge be without my pug snoring in the background or me burping? I remember when I first started this podcast... 
Um, and it started to gain traction and have followers. Somebody wrote, never listening to this again. I'm so disgusted hearing this girl burp and... and <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet that person was a Virgo or an earth sign. Who knows? But astrology is the best spiritual tool that I will always, always, always teach, preach forever. Because as you hear me talk about through all throughout all these episodes, it's helped me with my romantic relationship with JL. It's helped me as a stepmom, co-parenting. It is so, 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 so provided so much closure with my mom and my brother and people that I thought did me wrong or that I did wrong and played the villain in their story. Just looking at all of our birth charts, it's just been fantastic. And it's helped me plan and prepare. I use it for forecasting to help me with my business and my life. I don't let it go too far, though. Some people use it a little too much and try to control things a little too much because at the end of the day, let me remind you, we have to let life be. Let go and let God, if you will. But there's these little, like... It's almost like being in Hunger Games. You guys remember that podcast a while ago? We're all in Hunger Games, and you know how they drop like little knapsacks full of like food, water, supplies, weapons. Astrology is like the cornucopia of weapons, food, and supplies to help us through this human experience, in my opinion. And so with that said, I want to tell you guys to not walk, but run to my teacher, Deborah Silverman's Applied Astrology School. The cart just opened this Monday. I'm recording this on Wednesday. The cart is open. You can enroll. You can sign up. And, oh, I hope so many of you do. I know from you guys emailing me, the price tag of $900 is a little scary and freaks you out. But I promise you, either if you take this and become an astrologer for a career or a part-time gig, or you use it to heal the relationships in your life, to become a better parent, to become a better partner, to seek out like-minded friends and find your tribe based off of this, the return on your investment is 90, 900-fold. Promise you this. I had to pay full price for this. I did not get this school for free. I paid full price, and I'm with you. I sat there like, oh, my God. But that's my lack, my lack mindset. Because I wish I did it sooner. Oh, my God. I wish I took it when I was 18. It would have changed the trajectory of my life. But I'm 33, and maybe you're a teenager or a young 20-something listening to this. I highly suggest signing up for Deborah Silverman's Applied Astrology School. You can find the link in our Instagram bio, or you can go to lightworkers-lounge.com. I have a banner right at the top. It says, now enrolling, Applied Astrology School. Click on it. The cart is only open for two weeks because once she starts, the cart closes and you cannot enter because this isn't just watching recordings. This is, yes, there are modules, which are recordings of Deb teaching you personally, but there's assignments and writing and journaling and you're in a group of 10 to 12 other people and you get to know each other and you look at each other's charts and talk about really deep things to drive the points home of each planet and sign and placements. That's why it's called Applied Astrology. And my favorite part about the school was when you're paired off with these 10 to 12 people, 
you meet, all of you guys meet on Zoom once a week for like two to four hours at a time. And oh, I wish it was eight hours because my group was awesome. Real friends. I could have hung out with them forever. But you meet up and you say, okay, this week we talked about Mercury and Venus. We're going to pull up everybody's chart and look at their Mercury sign and their Venus sign and then ask them questions about their placements so that everyone can listen and say, oh, Venus and Scorpio and they, they've they experienced emotional abuse in their relationship. Okay, got it. This makes sense. Because so many of you as well tell me like, I love astrology, but Googling it is just overwhelming. There's so much info out there. It's exhausting. So applied astrology is awesome. And I hope this didn't sound like an advertisement, but I want you guys to enroll. Do I get a kickback? Of course I do. This is what I do for a living. But I want you guys to enroll and change your life because when you change your life, it changes your inner circle's life. And when those people are changed, it affects me and my inner circle. And we can just raise the vibration (laughs) of this planet together. So take it or leave it. It is what it is. Go to lightworkers-lounge.com. Click on the banner at the top or go to our Instagrams at Stephanie's underscore destiny or at lightworkers lounge. And if you're not on social media and you can't find my website, email me spowers at lightworkers-lounge.com. Today, We are going to talk about house number numerology. I can't believe I haven't recorded an episode on this. This is wild because this is something that I have used in my life for years. House number numerology. Have you heard of it? It's kind of a modality of feng shui. Do you know what that is? Feng shui is the energy of your home, right? I'm sure you guys know when you walk in a home, Maybe it's your neighbor, maybe it's your friend, your uncles, your aunts, your moms, your dads, your lovers. It tells you a lot about who the person is or who the occupants are and what kind of energy is exchanged between them. Does it feel light and airy and clean and organized? Or is it dark with all the blinds drawn, stinky, smells like cat pee, and feels heavy? Right? Or is it somewhere in between? Feng shui in a house is so important. I am so, and I was just born with this. I've never studied feng shui. I would love to. Maybe we'll find someone to come on the podcast to really discuss it in in depth. But when I walk in a home or an Airbnb, the first thing I do is I say, okay, where's the windows? I have got to have natural light. I have never lived anywhere where I draw the blinds or close the curtains. I know people are out there thinking, are you nuts? Do you know how many people have probably seen you naked or watched you? Or I just don't think that way, guys. My mind doesn't go to that. It doesn't. (laughs) Yes, I've got Scorpio in my chart, but it doesn't. I need light. I need access to nature, to the outdoors, to see. I dream. Tail's a contractor, and we're talking about building our first home already. And he knows I need a whole walls of windows south facing. So when the sun comes up, that light is in my house waking me up. I need that. And homes that are so dark, I don't know if it's my pituitary gland or what, but it affects me so much. I have no idea how people draw blinds and just keep a TV on. That shit literally scares me to know that there are people who live that way. 
How do they function? How do they experience joy and happiness? I don't get it. But when I walk in a home, I notice the smells. Does it smell like a natural, freshly baked loaf of banana bread? Or does it smell like Febreze and Glade candles and artificial fragrance? That tells me a lot about someone's personality as well. Is this judgmental? Possibly. But I have yet to be proven wrong. What does the energy feel like? Does it feel light when you walk in? Do you feel like you can just walk up to the fridge, kick your shoes off and grab something and lay on the couch and eat? Or do you feel like you've got to slowly take off your shoes and walk ever so lightly so you don't make too much noise or cause too much dirt? And you have to ask for a cup of water with a nervous tone. You know? You know what I'm saying. I know you listening to this know exactly what I'm saying. There is energy to homes. And of course, that depends upon the people that live there because you could turn the nastiest, darkest, blinds door. I could make that house a home. And simultaneously, the most beautiful open windows, glass house, can turn into just an energetic murder scene if the wrong person or people are occupying it. Now, is there something beyond the people that influence the energy of a house? I think yes. And this is house number numerology. It's been said that the number of a house or apartment or townhouse, this includes those two, could influence and just be kind of like the foundation of the energy of a house. So as I go through the house numbers and what they mean, if you end up on one that sounds kind of tough, please don't pack your shit and go. I think you need to leave because you are the alchemist of your life. And this is something I always want to teach and preach on Lightworkers Lounge because I know a lot of people seek the spiritual when upset, when they're in a very vulnerable emotional state. And I honor that and I take that responsibility I have speaking to you and teaching to you and energetically exchanging energy with you and take it seriously. I don't want to scare you. I don't want to make you feel bad about yourself. And I know if you're listening to this, you may or may not be in a vulnerable space where any one word I use can spiral you. So I take this very seriously. And so if you happen to live, I'll just go ahead and tell you, in a number four house, guess what? I do right now. We'll get into that. If you live in a four house, don't listen to this and freak out and think someone's going to die. You're upset. This is going to be a shitty year. You have to move. No. You are the alchemist, and you can take these things. We're going to talk about the light and the shadow side to each placement. So you just focus on the light side and know that you are powerful, and you own the energy in that house. You know what I do as well? I always have windows open. Yes, even in wintertime, when it is freezing, I will open windows and let air in, even for just five minutes, because it just lifts the energy. And I visualize, I have done this since I was a kid, legit, you guys, since I was five years old. It's just an impulse in my body. I think JL laughs when we go into a new Airbnb, because I unplug all the air fresheners, I open the windows. Our front door is always open open always like all night all day it's open no we close it at night because we live in the mountains and bears will literally come in our house but when we live in the keys oh yeah open i don't care about bugs i don't yes a lot enter our house and die and fall on our stove (laughs) i don't care i need that energy so how do you find your house number well if you're lucky and you live in a house that's number one 
two or three, four, all the way up till nine, that's your house number. But if you live in a house that's like 314 or 58, which a lot of us do, what you're going to do is break it down. So let's use the example pi, 314. I live in 314 Main Street. How do you get your house number? You're going to add three plus one plus four equals eight. If you live in apartment 58, you're going to add five plus eight equals 13. One plus three equals four. So you see, you keep breaking it down until you've reached a single digit. That is, there is a rule. Unless your number adds up to 11 or 22. So does that make sense? Let's say you live in 25 Main Street. We'll just keep using Main because I'm so creative. 2 plus 5 equals 7. Let's say you live on 229 South Broad. 9 plus 2 plus 2 equals 10, 11, 12, 13. 1 plus 3 equals 4. Got it? One of my old addresses was 29, and that's an 11 house. 9 plus 2 equals 11. So you keep it. You do not add 1 plus 1 equals 2 because 11 is so powerful. Okay? Does that make sense? So go ahead and hit pause. Find your house number. And also look at the numbers of where you grew up other places you lived, perhaps in college or throughout your adolescence, and see if there's a common number. So go ahead and hit pause now and add up where you currently live and then your past residences and look for a pattern. Okay. Let's go through the numbers. So I did that exercise and I looked at where did I grow up. And the most common number that I grew up in was seven. We're going to talk about that one, but that is a spiritual house. Are we surprised? So if your house adds up to the number one, this number is ruled by the sun. Yes, that's right. Astrology plays into numerology, so each number is ruled by a planet. So we're going to incorporate that into this discussion. Got it? Cool. The number one, if you live in a one house, your house is ruled by the sun. Oh, who doesn't love this? A one house represents new beginnings. This is usually a house that people will move into perhaps after they got divorced and this is their first place or maybe their first place after leaving the nest and leaving their parents' house. This is a very creative, motivated space. It's great for working at home or starting a new chapter in life. It's ruled by the sun. This is life force energy. When you live here, you just feel so inspired and alive, like basking in the sun all the time. The shadow side of this space is don't push others away or get too comfortable in solitude, meaning I feel so good at my house. I've got a good exercise regimen in my living room with my bands and my weights, or I love my job. I work from home and then I just Zoom and FaceTime all my besties and we eat dinner and watch a movie together. Oh shit, I haven't left my house in four days. Don't let you get caught up in that, but I I love a one house, new beginnings, fresh energy, new, new year, new me. If you live in a two house, this space is ruled by the moon. 
Oh, and remember the moon in astrology rules our heart. Our moon sign is our soul, what we need to feel emotionally safe, who we are with romantic partners. So a moon house is sensual. It's emotional. It's a very nurturing space. This is great for new families with a young baby, living with women, so your sister, your mom, or just a young couple fresh in their relationship. The shadow side of a two space is you're overly emotional and you need constant emotional validation from your partner or with your children. You're emotionally overwhelmed because you underestimated how much emotional reserves it requires to raise a little baby. Ooh. So a moon house is lovely, but be very cautious of drowning in your emotions. A three house. Jupiter, the number three is ruled by the planet Jupiter. And as I call him, Santa Claus of the Zodiac, wherever Jupiter lands in someone's chart is where they experience good luck, where the abundance pours in. What area of life are they just lucky ducks in? This is the social party house. Okay, I'll, I'll drive this point home. My mom just bought a house in Indiana, and it is a three house. And I remember thinking, what? Like, my mom's a little Aquarius hermit right now. I mean, she has a Leo moon, so she is known to throw a pretty badass party. But, hmm, I was like, how does this apply? It's the house of abundance. It's just like, everybody come in, eat all my food, drink all my alcohol, let's play. But the shadow side is your home overtakes you clutter. And there it is for my mom. Bless her heart. The clutter, the things in the house, you just buy, 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 buy. You're like, ah, fuck it. YOLO. We're all going to die anyway. I'm buying that. I need that. Oh, I have a new hobby that I love and I need to buy all these supplies. I'll just corner them over there when I get bored. And then I start a new hobby and I buy all the painting supplies. And then (laughs) it's too much. So the light side of a Jupiter house is it's the social party house. Oh, we are here. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. The shadow side is it's cluttery. Your home overtakes you. And feelings in this house could get blown up, overreacting. Oh, my goodness. A four house. I'll share with you. This is the house I currently live in. And, okay, let me put my notebook down for this one, okay? The four house is ruled. There's conflicting information online. Most people say it's ruled by Uranus. I've heard it's ruled by Saturn. And then I've also heard that it's the North Node, which the North Node in your chart is your spiritual purpose, your highest calling. Uranus in a chart tells me, where do you radically stand out? Where do you fight the power, break the chain? Where is there a lot of radical change, sudden change? So with that said, A four house has a lot of difficult energy to it. Let's just say it for what it is. I lived in a four house in 2016 and 17, a four condo. And that was probably one of the most difficult years of my life. I lost both of my cats that year. I had massive autoimmunity flare-ups that landed me in the emergency room a few times. 
But, 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 don't get scared if you live in Fort House. With that said, it is also the house where I got my shit together and I started IIN, Institute for Integrative Nutrition, to get my health coach certification to finally leave that nine-to-five job that was draining my soul. And that is also the house where I quit, where I called my manager and with a rash all over my chest and nerves and generational patterns gnawing at my brain, I quit. And he said, oh, my God, are you sure? And I said, "Uh, yeah, 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 I'm sure. Scared as shit. And then once I quit, I felt so free, but then it dawned on me, whoa, uh, I got a lot of work to do to make money by myself. Holy shit. It's time to adult. It's time to get real. And this is also the house where I began to have discussions of divorce with my then husband. So it was a really incredibly... Difficult, but time period of growth. And yes, North Node, I moved towards my spiritual purpose because once I started IIN and once I left that job, Lightworkers Lounge would soon be born. Uranus, sudden changes. I did not ever, I suddenly lost my two cats and it was very traumatic. I don't want to go into it. But a number four house, I like to look at it as, when you see 444, I like to look at that number as completion. Think north, east, south, west. Think the four elements. Earth, fire, wind, water. Think Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Completion. And so a four house is structured. It's adulting. It's a really grounded space to get shit done. It's really great for business or getting your life in order. Shadow side, all work, no play. Completion, death, literally or figuratively. This could be the death of the old you so a new you can be reborn. You know what's interesting? After I left this four townhouse in Charleston, I moved back in with my mom, which was a seven home where I grew up. And then after that, I moved into an 11 house, which as we get to, it's a gateway into a brand new dimension of life. See how it all flows so beautifully? I went through a very difficult, structured adulting period that year in that four house. And then I ran away to the seventh house because I said, whoa, I need isolation to process internally what I just spiritually went through. And then once I had that for a summer, I moved right into an 11 apartment where it was like, here's the gateway, here's the pearly gates, and once I step into one, there's no turning back, and life will never be the same. I currently live in a four house, and I will tell you guys, I was not happy about it. I, since that trauma from that four year in Charleston, I have avoided four places like the plague, because I'm scared. But when we found this place here in Pagosa Springs, I was like, it's perfect, it's so beautiful, and now listen, we lived in a motorhome for a year, which being diagnosed with adrenal fatigue and then living on the road was exhausting and it was not healthy. It was just bad timing, right thing, wrong time. And we were craving roots, both for our physical health and for our businesses. We really enjoyed exploring and we set sail in the motorhome to go find a place to set roots. So how funny is it that when we go on the road in our motorhome all of last year with the intention of roots, grounding, grounding, roots, we end up in the mountains and a four house. Universe said, ask and you shall receive. 
And living on the motorhome for a year, we fell behind in doctor's appointments, dentist visits, schooling. We put off a lot of business opportunities because we didn't have an address. And so as soon as we moved into this four home, it became, sorry, I had to unlock my computer. It became book the doctor's appointments, book the dentist, bring Jeffrey to the vet, do this, call that person and set up that business, set up this account, get your taxes done. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, we have been adulting like mad since we moved into this place. And I love it because finally it's like, ooh, we got all of our shit in order. So now even more incredible things can happen. But it's also been exhausting. And I get to this point where I'm like, JL, I want to go have fun. I want to have people over and have a party and drink mimosas and champagne and eat pizza. But we've also been getting our health in order and like being on a super strict gluten-free, dairy-free diet. We've been working out a ton together. So we're just getting life in order. And so now I'm like, okay, four homes, I kind of like you. You've got that Saturnian self-discipline type of energy where once we leave this space, and I'll be very happy when we do... I feel like a real adult. Like I've really got my shit together and I've, I've already, I feel more healthy. I feel more confident. So I appreciate this time and space. But would I call this my forever home? Nah, <laughs> no. So that is a four house. A five house is ruled by the planet Mercury. Mercury's in Gatorade. Mercury is how we think, how we speak. He rules our intellectual mind. If you live in a five house, this is the social house, a house full of gatherings, a place to celebrate fun holiday parties. The shadow side, it's not favorable for a forever home because there's no peace and quiet. It just seems like the TV's always on. Someone's always blasting a podcast. There's always people talking, blah, 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 blah. Or there may be you live with someone who just doesn't stop gossiping, who always wants to talk, 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 and you're like, can we just eat in silence? Can I just sit and watch a movie without discussing it? Right? And the other shadow side of living in a five home is words can really sting in these walls. But in a five home, it's a great space. Like, if I were to command my life with a magic wand, I, I want to write a novel one day, hence the book club on Instagram you guys are enjoying. I would go rent a five house, or if I knew it was going to take me a year, I would, yeah, go sign a lease on a five apartment somewhere. Mercury, great for writing, speaking, engaging, podcasting. A six house, ruled by the planet Venus. You know, when we see 666, a lot of us, it's so socially conditioned into us. The devil, ah, bad number. I love seeing 666 because it's ruled by Venus. It's the number of love. When you see this number, it's either saying, hey, 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 calm down, bring your thoughts back to balance, or it's a congratulations from the universe saying, your thoughts are really balanced. You're doing a really good job between taking care of yourself, speaking your truth, and setting boundaries, and also being a great lover, a great friend, a great coworker. Good job. So retrain your brain to see 666 differently because it's ruled by the planet of love. So a six home is the, bold, underlined, the family home. It's harmonious. It rules love. This is a home filled with laughing children, pets, 
plants. You walk into this home and children run up to you and hug you. And then a dog jumps on you and gives you a big furry hug. And as you walk in, there's so many beautiful plants just decorated and perfectly watered and tended to all over the place. And you're like, oh, and it smells like bacon or a fresh baked muffins and coffee. And you just sit down in the worn kitchen table that creaks, but is so cozy. And you sit down and you have a muffin and bacon and coffee and you feel so welcomed. The shadow side to a six home is forgetting to take care of yourself. You love your children. You love your pets. You love your partner. And you genuinely enjoy giving them your time and love. But then one day you wake up flatlined energetically, exhausted, craving. You're cranky because you just feel like everyone has siphoned your love and energy out of you. So in a six house, remember to put your oxygen mask on first, and then you can enjoy a very lovely time. Um, when we were looking for a home in Florida last fall, I don't remember where we were, somewhere outside of Orlando in this beautiful farmland town. But we found this home with this long driveway covered in Spanish moss and overgrown oaks, horses in a field, just so beautiful, and a wraparound porch, I mean, it was just what dreams are made of, fresh out of the notebook. And it was a six home. And I got all the, we walked up to the porch and peeked inside the home. And I just saw my own future children running around and Jeffrey running in the yard, rolling. And I, I was just like, JL, this has to be a six house. So we looked at the address and we're like, yep, they added up to a six. It's got that energy. A seven home. This is the number home that I grew up in. And I found I've always lived in seven homes. I've lived in, God, I, you guys should see my PayPal and Amazon address book. It's sickening. There's like 18 different addresses. And the vast majority of those are seven homes. This is ruled by the planet Neptune. Neptune is ruled by Pisces and it rules spirituality, solitude, spiritual growth. So in a seven home, it's really, it's a place to have peaceful spiritual retreat. It's great for being alone and spending time in solitude, reflecting, spiritually growing, meditating is key in these homes. The shadow side of a seven home is it's not the best for entertaining or having friends. It's kind of lonely at times. And Usually your only friends are online, on the internet, right? Like you feel them, you talk to them, you hear them, but you can't touch them. This is big Neptune energy. When I see Neptune in a chart, I say, okay, where is this person really spiritually wise? But also where are they not seeing clearly? If I see Neptune in someone's seventh house of marriage on their birth chart, automatically tells me they struggle to see people for who they really are, which gets them in a lot of sticky situations. This is the person who makes a scarf out of all of someone's red flags, if you will. So seven is a peaceful spiritual home, but it's not the best for having friends and family. It can be a little isolating. An eight house home is ruled by Saturn. Ah, the planet of self-discipline. This home, though, has the energy of money. Think of like a penthouse suite downtown Seattle, Fifty Shades of Grey style, where you walk in and you're like, oh my God, I don't even want to touch the couch. Like, 
whoa, everything is, gosh, how much were these chairs? 5000 each? Good Lord. Oh, my gosh, your silverware is from Anthropology. You pay $30 per fork? Okay. <laughs> that is the energy of an eight house, someone who enjoys the beautiful, nice things, luxurious things in life. This is a great place for entrepreneurs to live. It is a high energy, high growth space that involves a lot of self-discipline to achieve massive goals. Shadow side, where there's big wins, there's big losses. And you can feel like you never have enough. You buy the nice fancy car, but you still feel empty inside. You buy the finest set of silverware and pots and pans, but you have nobody to eat it with because all you do is work all the time. So an eight house, I love for creating abundance, but big sacrifices to get those abundance usually follow. A nine house ruled by the planet Mars. We're going to talk about Mars in a few days here on the podcast because he's about to make a big transit into Gemini for seven months. That's a long time. Mars is our drive and our energy. Whenever I see Mars in a birth chart, I see, oh, where does this person have nonstop energy? Where are they motiv- What motivates them? What inspires them? So nine homes are homes of love and acceptance energy towards understanding others. This is the home that has like a rotating door. Neighbors know they can just knock and come in. The neighborhood children probably want to always hang out at this home. Nine homes are where you just feel accepted. It's kind of a blend of all the other homes, right? The shadow side is crossing personal boundaries that may turn into war. This is a house where everyone feels so loved and accepted by each other that the one time someone just wants some privacy in their room, people just walk in without knocking. And you're like, come on, like I'm trying to meditate or I'm trying to listen to a podcast in privacy. Like, please knock or ask before you can come in. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Hey, I go to the kitchen and... I saved my leftovers to eat for lunch today. Where are they? Oh, oh, I I saw that pizza and it looked good. I didn't think you'd mind. This is a house where a lot of boundaries can be blurred, right? It's beautiful for love and acceptance, but it's a home where there could be all-out war because there's no personal space. Now, the 11 and the 22 house. Remember I told you you can't break those numbers down? The 11th house The 11 number ruled house is a gateway to a new life. Remember, 1111, make a wish. Because it's the the number 1111 is essentially the universe taking a screenshot of your thoughts to manifest. So 11 homes, they're rare, but boy, are they powerful. Um, The first time I lived in an 11 home was when my ex-husband and I moved across the country to Denver, Colorado. And... I, this is so cool. We lived with my mom for that summer because it was right after that four house. And I, we knew, we came to the conclusion, okay, after this summer, we are moving to Denver. And so I spent a lot of time on Zillow and apartments.com looking for places to rent in Denver. And I found this gorgeous penthouse apartment, not a suite, it wasn't that fancy, but it was a penthouse apartment with stunning views of downtown to your right and the Rocky Mountains to your left. Floor to ceiling, like 17-foot wall windows. Like I said in the beginning of this, I need me some light. (laughs) And I thought, I have to have that. The price is so out of our budget, 
but I will make it work because I'm an entrepreneur now, which means I'm in charge of how much money I make or don't make. And even though it was like $500 over our budget, which was a really big stretch for us at the time, I didn't care. I took a screenshot of the beautiful photo of those floor to ceiling windows and I made it the background on my phone. I just said, that's my place. I'm moving into it. And so, of course, a few months later when we drove to Denver, I kind of got my tail between my legs because moving costs so much. But I was like, you know what, dude, I can we at least just go see it? Like they're probably all sold out. It's out of our price range. Probably can't move in for another month. Like, but can I just go walk in and smell it and hear my voice echo in those tall ceilings? And he was like, all right, let's go. So we went. And I told, I showed them on my phone, the background. I was like, listen, I'm from New Hampshire and I've dreamt of your little high rise places. Can I please just go see one? And they're like, of course. And they said, actually, there's only one left and we did have it booked, but the person just backed out this morning. Do you guys want it? And I was like, excuse me, are you fucking serious? They're like, yeah, 8 a.m. this morning, they called and said, "Never mind, something came up and they went somewhere else. So it's open as of now, but we're already getting hits online. So since you guys are here, we'll give you, you know, the privilege of taking it versus the people online who are applying for it. But as soon as you walk out that door, like it's going to go to someone online. And I was just like, if that is not a sign. And so they're like, all right, let, me, let us take you up to that unit. And it ended up being literally apartment number 11. And I was like, I, knowing numerology, I said, this is it. This is it because I just know that this next year I can just visualize and see psychically what's going to happen and what better place to live in than a giant, giant floor to ceiling windows where I can look at the rainbows and the mountains and the bustling city and change my life. So we signed papers, got the keys and moved in the very next day. I manifested, number 11, manifesting. And, you know, sadly, though, this ended up being the place where my ex-husband and I filed for divorce. So that same bar table that we signed the lease on was the same bar table we signed our divorce papers on and separated. But it just taught me the power of manifesting. And it was like those pearly gates walking in of this apartment, but also walking out. My life has never been the same in a beautiful way and sometimes a tiring way but in a very very beautiful way so I love 11 homes when you really need to go through something big to change your world but I wouldn't raise a family in one <laughs> I wouldn't call one a forever home okay and then the 22 from I actually didn't know much about this so I had to research it for y'all a 22 home is the epitome of the perfect home for everything. Everything for raising a family, both young and old, for living with people, for falling in love, for getting married and buying your first home, for celebrations, family gatherings, friendship gatherings, entertaining, for meditating and having solitude. It is just the rainbow of homes. And so literally after the research I did, I'm going to text JL and say, hey, wherever we build, can we please make it a 22? <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for listening to me. I hope you learned a thing or two. I would love to know your experience with what home you live in and what homes you grew up in 
And did this resonate? Did you see themes that I talked about come to your life, depending on what house number you lived in? I'm so curious. So find me on Instagram at Stephanie's underscore destiny and strike up a conversation. Let's talk about it. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for 22. See you guys when I see ya. Bye.